Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. 15 minutes to change our lives. So we talked about yesterday, very interesting story, how Yehuda, he goes to Yosef, and he comes to him and speaks to him very brazenly and very uh, forcefully about wanting to get Binyamin, um his brother back. And because he was in charge, but he took a chayash of Binyamin from Yaakov. And they asked, and it's sort of an obvious question, why would he do that? He put himself in danger. He doesn't stand a chance against Yosef. It says, even though that it says Yehuda was such a strong person, says so he stamped on the floor in the tribe and everything shook. He goes, but uh, Yosef and his brothers were even stronger. And Chal's in Egypt. It's, it's, he wasn't going to be successful, but he, but he was ready for war. And the lesson that it's, it's that we're learning from this, that was bringing out, lesson that I was bringing out, is that when it comes to a Jewish child, we do whatever it takes, even to Mr. Nefesh, for the safety, for the sake of the child, the child should be brought up in a Jewish environment, and you know, and the chinuch al teaching him, whatever says, teaching him from a perspective, and and I think we can just elaborate on this a little bit that like chinuch doesn't mean that the kid doesn't learn any English. It means the whole hanach, the whole axiomatic way of learning is that there's only two misses. And you know, and I, I thought about it a lot. Like, you can learn a lot of a lot of stuff that that people would call sucker, which is not sucker at all. You know, my son, uh, he's doing he was doing yesterday. We're doing homework with uh, for for the chidon, and I was talking about that you take the the tefillin, you make it out of the the nuts, you make it out of the sinews. So I went and I tried to and I find a book to show him what sinews are. You sit there, it's a whole you can have a whole uh, biology class. You know, and and or just have me get filmed. You can show them what a cow and how the cow things. And like, oh, I remember I was learning in Rambam Hilchus Shchita, so I could show them the whole the whole system of the cow and what what needs to get shechted, what needs to get salted, and check. So, but am I? But, but the Hanacha, this is Atar Sekedish. Hanacha is this is all holy and this is all Hashem's Torah, and let's understand Hashem's Torah. Or let's be worldly. Let's make sure we don't. We're not. Uh, we're not. Uh, Nebachs, and this is sort of what the Rebbe was fighting against. In this sicha, b'chal, and in, in general, in the early when you read the Rebbe sichas about Altar Sekedish, is fighting this hanacha, this like action that people had that we have to be like the Joneses to fit in. We don't want to sound that you don't you don't have a Yiddish accent. It's embarrassing, and that's what was, that's what the Rebbe was pushing for against them. And so we have to be proud to be Yidden when we teach our children. Be proud about. Them. As we're going to learn in the, in the upcoming days about about the yeshiva. We should be proud of, of, of this, proud of Jewish education. And, and, and for sure, if a person has a proper Yiddish education, the proper education in a proper way, they, they, they for sure have the tools for success in life. Um, even more so. As, as you see, there's plenty of people that went through the yeshiva system that are super, super successful. So the yeshiva system is not a hindrance to anything like that. And on the contrary. Yeah, just a, a side point of that. Okay. That was the first thing we said. And he said, Mr. Nosh for, for Jewish child. Then we started talking about how 
finally, in the end of the Pasha, Yosef, um, Yosef reveals himself, and his brothers go back to Yaakov, and Yaakov is so happy and excited, and Yaakov is going to Mitzrayim. Hashem says, they're not going to be with you. But what does Yaakov do? He sends Yehuda Lafanov um, to, yeah, Yehuda Shalach, Leheres Lafanov Goshna. And it explains, it means to set up a yeshiva. That he's going, he's happy yeshiva. We can say it's main the Fidik Rebbe, that he always told the Bachatech to him, even when I'm running away from the wall, when they had a free chance to sit down to open up yeshiva. And that's why in Shanghai, there was yeshiva. In Shanghai, there's a lot of yeshiva. There's just chabad. But the point is because the yeshiva is the foundation. And so that's what we're talking about. Yeshiva, Yas Yaakov Avinu, he's kind of a chal meshach hazman. The yeshiva that he set up was there for the whole time that the Yidim was like the Rabbi said, from the times of our fathers, the yeshiva didn't leave from them. They were Mitzrayim, the yeshiva with them. How do we see? Now, like it says, go and gather the elders of the Yidim, and that's a reference to people that were learning. And we know it's a famous thing that the whole tribe of Levi Bukhal went in Gaulus Mitzrayim. They weren't at all Levi, the tribe of Levi went in Gaulus Mitzrayim. They learned. So there's always learning. You didn't always learning. All the time, the places that the Jewish people were throughout history. I feel the Gaulus Mitzrayim, even in Gaulus Mitzrayim, which is a very difficult Gaulus. How are you, Shivais? And they, in that, they learned the sad one to you. Shekin, come like he said, Yeshiva is hand you serve the human army soul, but Yeshiva is the foundation, and and uh, and that's what's going to keep the Jewish people in existence. So we're learning here that when we send Mitzvah Hashem at the right time, either we teach Yeshiva, we send our children Yeshiva, and this is not just talking about Yeshiva like uh, for Bachim, even the younger children. That is the foundation of Yiddishkeit. This is what's going to keep Yiddishkeit going. And what we have to realize is when we send our kids to a Jewish school, a Yiddish school, and not just a Talmud Torah, as it says, meaning yeah, it's half day, a little bit, but the focus is on their secular studies. We're saying the focus on the kid being brought up as, as a proud Jew, that, that, that he's a servant of Hashem. That is, that is what keeps Judaism alive. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into this a little more. Dalit. So the Gaulism tribe was the most difficult of all the Gaulism. And we're going to explain, we're going to give four reasons why. Even, even from our Gauls we're in now, which has been for so long, still Gaulism tribe was worse in a few ways. You come and see this. So first of all, Gaulism tribe, leave the Matan Teira. First of all, before Matan Teira, Gaulism tribe. Even they did learn Teira before Matan Teira. As we see in many places, and like we see ourselves in that, that they never lost the yeshiva in their lives. They were always learning to him. seen being that the Torah they learned was with their own strength and it was coming from themselves. It wasn't coming from a nation, from the Eve, from Hashem. So therefore, it's limited to the man that we can understand. The more we can understand, the more we can reach. Ultimately, that reaches the maximum we can reach, which is nowhere near the maximum we can reach from, from Hashem's perspective. Meaning, when we're learning Torah, it's Hashem, it's coming from Hashem, and we're connected to Hashem, so we can reach as high as Hashem, let us reach. 
But when it's coming from ourselves, it's good and it's nice, but it's limited to ourselves. See, even though they learned Torah, but before the Torah was given, before the nation of Hashem was really invested in it in a real way. And so therefore, they weren't, they were limited into how much of an impact it could have had on themselves, on the world around them, and things like this. That was the first reason why the Gauls and was worse. Secondly, Gauls and Shem had Gauls who shed The second reason was the first Gauls. That's why it's very difficult to withstand it. If like someone unfortunately has something not negative, not so good happen to him. It's very difficult the first time. But then it happens the second time, so it's difficult. Meaning, meaning the first time you do something, it's always very difficult. You know, even uh, whatever, you want to go somewhere. So the first time you're going there, you don't know how to get there. It's hard. The second time, a lot easier. And even even, even in our case, the first time something, you know, bad happens to you, or not so good, you know, the first time you go to the dentist, is very difficult. But then you go, let's say you go for fillings, so you go to get checked out. The first time, it's very scary. And the second time, it's not as bad. I already know what I'm getting into. I know what's going on. The gospel try him. Yeah, we're in Galus, but we know there's Galus. We know there's Achar Galus. We know there's Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But they didn't have that. They just had Galus. So it's very scary. So that's another reason why Galus and was worse. And Gimel, when Mitzrayim, how you call, call you saw Yachad. Another, another issue why the Galus was, was the worst, because we were all together in one place. The Galus, the, 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 the other Galus, like, like now, is a, a kind of Hashem did to us, and he spread us out amongst the nations. Because, because therefore, when we're in different places, when one you can do something in one place, then you in another place. Let's say, for example, in the time of the Commerce Russia, the Yidin behind the, behind the Iron Curtain weren't able to turn Mitzvahs. To us, our doing for military mitzvahs, we were helping them. Because they were all independent, and we can help the other. Whereas in Mitzrayim, they're all together. And also, we can help them when they're in somewhere else, and they're in a hard place. Whereas Mitzrayim, we're under the one rulership. So if, if the Yidin, if we say the Yidin can't do a certain mitzvah, let's say they can't uh, bench Lulav, that means all the Yidin in the world. Whereas now... So the Yid in Russia can't bench Lulav necessarily, but we can do it. And, 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 and that's why we can help each other out. So that's another one that calls Mitzrayim. It's worse. So we have, it's, it's worse because before Matanteo, so it wasn't able to reach as, as deep and as high as we can, can now. Second of all was, it was a first Golos, which is very difficult, just like in experience. The first experience is much more difficult than the second, even if it's a negative one, but the first one was worse. And thirdly, because we're all stuck in one place. Whereas when when we're spread out, so we can we can help each other. And the fourth is Mitzrayim Ha'isa Eretz Kashemoyed. Mitzrayim is a very hard place. Even as it says, even a servant was able to leap from them. Here we have six hundred thousand people besides the men, the women, and the children. Six hundred thousand men leaving. You have millions of people trying to leave in a place that not even one person can leave. Because nevertheless, with all these difficulties, which we're saying, God's been trying was the worst, and all these reasons. 
It was the worst because it was the first. It was the worst because it was before Matantira. It was the worst because we all stuck together. It was because we couldn't even leave. And nevertheless, Lamdu Kishim, even though with all these difficulties, they still always learned. Tamid Hayu Yeshivas, there's all Yeshivas, they sat and they learned Tehran. They didn't sit in Lontera for a year and uh, take up a gap year from uh, before they went to college. They, they sat and they learned Tehra because they understood that learning Tehra is keeps the existence of the Jewish people. And that's all we're saying here. And this is a very important. So you're going to say to yourself, I'm, I'm a girl. What am I learning Tehra? Uh, what I'm going to Yeshiva? I'm not going to Yeshiva. I went to seminary for a year. It's finished. But I think it's a very important understanding for ourselves of when we look at Yeshiva, what is Yeshiva and what's the purpose? Yeshiva is not like a college. It's not like you know university that you go for a few years, you get a diploma, I finish Yeshiva and I'm good. Yeshiva is kihem chayenu. This is our life. This is what keeps us going. This is what keeps Jewish people alive. When we and when we get to the stage when either we're teaching in the in the, in the Yeshiva environment or we're sending our kids to a, a Yeshiva type school, especially when they get older, people are going to think to themselves, "Oh, what's going to be my kid's education? What's going to be with his diploma? Is it going to be a butler? Is it going to be a nebach?" To realize life is more important than that. For sure, he's not going to be. Which, if we raise our kids properly, that we won't have that. But, but more than that, the yeshiva is the foundation of Jewish, Jewish people. And if we're not going to send our, our kids to the yeshiva, and who is? Just to finish it off, we'll finish it off here. A, a story to, to appreciate this idea. There's a story that there was one time, I don't remember exactly how he came, this came out, but basically, Someone came to, to, it was in the communist Russia, and they came to a rav, it wasn't a Lubavitcher rav. I don't remember if, if I was about hiring which rav, which rav should they hire for the town, and they asked the Rashab, and they, he said, let the Mishnah rav, he can, he can become the rav of the town. Don't worry, you don't have to get the Chesedish rav. So they were very shocked. Normally in those days, you had like two, two Rabbanim, the Mishnah rav and the Chesedish rav. And the Rashab said, you can have the Mishnah rav, don't worry about it. So what happened? One of the uh, communism came, of course, and and this guy came to the rav, and he asked me, he said, "I'm in trouble. I have to work on Shabbos. What do I do about it?" The rav sat there and he thought about it and thought about it, and he said, "What's your job? What do you have to do? And how do you do it?" And and he came up with all these ways how he could work on Shabbos, and he wouldn't be work, and he'd be, you know, he cried with him, he felt bad for him, and he helped him out, and then. And the guy left, he appreciated it, and you know, he figured out a way he can keep a job in the Parnassa, you know, because communist Russia, communism is that you're not an individual, you're part of a whole. So you have to do what's best for everyone. Nothing going to do with you. Even though for you it's not good to work in Shabbos, we don't care about you in Shabbos. And if you don't work in Shabbos, you're going against, you're saying you don't care about everyone else. So it's a very big avail. So therefore, so that's why it was very difficult. It wasn't like, I'm not going to work. You're not going to get a job. That you look down upon as a bad person. You're not caring about the whole. You're an individualist. And that's, that's, against, that's against what we stand for in communism. So that's what happened. Then comes uh, a guy that he wanted to talk to him. And he had the same issue. He also got forced to work with Charles. He didn't know what to do. And he asked the rub. And that was thinking, thinking, and trying to help him out. And as he finishes, the rub says, one second, one second. Where'd you learn? Well, like, where'd you should be good, huh? He said, I want to turn it to me. He goes, you want to turn it to me? He goes, and I don't, in no way I give you any hat to, to work in Shabbos. There's no way about it. You can't work in Shabbos. You have to miss your snapper. You can't go. So he's like, what? But the other guy, you gave him. 
He goes, even you are a soldier in the front lines, you can't do it this way. And this is the purpose of the Yeshiva. The Yeshiva, especially the Yeshiva, that amidst Hashem, we're all going to send our kids, or our kids are already going. And, and, and the upbringing that we are meant to instill in our kids is, is that we're the frontline soldiers. And, and, and if you want Judaism to exist, and you think about it very simply, if it wasn't for, for the Rebbe and the Rebbe's army, what would Judaism look like today? Imagine, uh, you know, what is that, 70 years ago, 80 years ago now, 70 years ago, since the Rebbe took up leadership over 70 years. Imagine, Chas Shalom, that wouldn't have happened. Imagine we just, uh, Lubavitch wouldn't be today. Where, where would the Jewish world be today? You don't want to know. But that comes from the soldiers in the Rebbe's army that come and learn Tim Kitsum. And this is the purpose of the Yeshiva. And this is what we've got to realize. And we're sending our kids to Yeshiva, we're not just sending them to Yeshiva to get a diploma or decree, or they can learn how to learn, but it's meant to transform them into, into leaders and to transform the world. It's Hashem by all of us. We should realize this and we should internalize this and we should have an amazing, amazing day. Have a great day. Thank you.